A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. We're talking about fake news with Nicholas Fung, Managing Director at Black Dot Media PT Limited. Of course, the Singapore government has uh, proposed its anti-fake news law in Parliament, the Protection from Online Falsehoods and Manipulation Bill. I think it was passed in Parliament, Nicholas, wasn't it? And now... It has to be passed into law. What are the next steps for this? Well, obviously, it still has to be uh, signed into law by the president, but uh, obviously, most likely, that's going to be a formality. So I think a lot of us within the industry are looking with great interest on how this new law is actually going to impact incidences and, and issues surrounding fake news. We have been seeing a lot of challenges, complications surrounding fake news uh, emerging around the world. And I think that's why Singapore has taken the very proactive step of uh, addressing this issue and uh, and putting something in place in terms of legislation. Obviously, there was a select committee on deliberate online falsehoods a few months ago where they had a, a public consultation and discussion on, on some of these issues. And I, I made a submission as well as a, as a comms practitioner, a former journalist. And one of the key points I made was that I think we need a whole of society kind of approach to addressing this challenge because this challenge, this issue of fake news permeates all of society, you know, kids in school to young adults to seniors and we're seeing the impact uh, in many, many shapes and forms. So one of my points was that even the private sector needs to step forward and put its money where its mouth is and and try to make a difference. And then I felt it was important for me to do that as well. So uh, we started a market research company called Black Dot Research uh, and we do have a a fact-checking arm which seeks Mm. to address fake news issues. Interesting work because there's obviously not a lot been done uh, around the world and and even much less so here in Singapore uh, around this issue. So we've been uh, engaging in some interesting scenarios and situations. Obviously, if you call somebody out for publishing fake news, they don't necessarily appreciate that. Uh, We've had people, you know, sort of objecting quite violently. And after the passing of POFMA, this new uh, anti-online falsehoods uh, law, there's even more sensitivity. People are saying, oh, how, you know, who gives you the authority to say that? that what I'm saying is fake. And so, well, you can look at our methodology and our research techniques and the way that we've justified and looked at evidence. And if you dispute that, you know, please do. But I think anybody can call anybody out for publishing fake news now. Mm. Uh, it's a separate thing under, of course, the law, where, where that very strict definition of how the government and the authorities are going to deal with what is perceived as fake news. But I think we need everybody to be aware, to be educated and activated about this issue and to care about it. Because, you know, uh, the greatest fear for me is apathy in the broader society. And people basically saying, well, you know, I don't know what to believe anymore so I'm just not mm, going to care mm. um, but what if, what if it comes time for you to make important decisions that affect your life you know uh, what car to buy where to send your kids to school where to invest your mm-hmm. money what to do in terms of your, your investments and your properties who to vote for in elections these are all important decisions that require people to have a good sense of, of the truth, the details, the facts. Uh, I was at a forum with Deputy Prime Minister Heng Swee Kiet yesterday and, and I asked a question about you know, the concern over, over fake news because one of his key tenets of, uh, of his vision of how things are going to roll out for Singapore in the years ahead is that to earn the trust of people, you have to trust them first and foremost with the truth, no matter how hard or unpopular or how bitter that truth might be. But how are people going to know what's the truth these days when you have so much fake mm, news? Mm. Uh, and we really need every everybody, you know, from the media, from academia, and I think in private sector, and of course the government to come in and play a role. And hopefully we'll see some positive movement in that area. You know, I think that we should look at uh, what fake news means as a term. And, and really it became very 
prevalent through Donald Trump during the 2016 U.S. presidential elections, and he would use the term fake news a lot. But I think the term fake news, when he uses it, Nicholas, is often about stuff that he doesn't like that is factually correct. But he'll just say, oh, that's fake news, you know, about this situation. So I think we've got to really clarify what fake news means. Uh, you know, it's, it's been documented that fact-checking organizations in the U.S. are now doing a booming business because of what the politicians are saying is not always accurate. No, it's true. Uh, it's, it's this notion of the weaponization of ideas. If I don't like your ideas, or if your ideas are, are con- run contrary to, to my ideas, then I'm going to call you out as being fake. Uh, and I think it's very important for us to uh, separate ourselves from that sort of thing. When we talk about fake news or falsehoods in Singapore, I think the definition is quite clear. It's different First to all, what uh, Donald Trump's talking about, isn't well, it? Well, yes. Donald Trump says mainstream media is fake yes, news, yes. basically, because you know, on all sides, he, does, he doesn't seem to be getting much love from them. But in Singapore, first and foremost, it has to be something that is clearly false. It has to be an intentional use of these falsehoods to try to impact the way people think and the way people act. So it's very deliberate. It's very intentional. It's the it's a weaponization of, mm-hmm. of falsehoods. Donald Trump's view, and to a certain extent, some some other politicians around the world, is say if you disagree with me, well then you're fake news. Yes. So that that's a tactic, and I think we need to to differentiate that. The actual term fake news, to me, as a, as a former journalist and and as all of us in the news industry, uh, it's a little bit insulting because news is news. Mm. News should be factual. Mm-hmm. News should be objective. News should be about the truth. So fake news is an oxymoron. There's no such thing. It's, it's just lies, right? It's falsehoods, yes, it's lies. exactly. So it's not fake news. Facts I, are facts, yeah. right? Exactly. News is news and anything else is untruth. That's how I see it. But thanks for the confusion, Donald Trump. So <laughs> good and bad, it has created more attention. Mm. So obviously now you have more people concerned about this issue and looking for ways to address it, uh, whether it's in the form of fact-checking, whether it's in the form of legislation. We're seeing you know, a lot of uh, young students in universities trying to think about what they can do and, and you know, coming together and forming uh, associations that maybe don't fact-check per se, but are trying to get the facts together and have a, an informed discussion. Uh, and again, it's, it's very similar to what DPM Hingsby uh, Kier was saying yesterday. Mm. That he, he says it is good for us to have an open debate and to have more people involved in the exchange of ideas, but it has to be predicated on truth and on facts. If we are dealing with false or wrong information, then whatever discussion we have is is pointless. Mm. So I, I I genuinely think it is important thing to do. Obviously, right now it's not a, a big commercial industry or anything like that. So we are basically cross subsidizing you know our fact checking work uh, at Black Dot Research with with some of our research work as well. But it is important, and I think for all of us who operate in communications, in news, in journalism, in media, uh, we need to take steps to to see how we can address it and maybe part of the solution. You know, as a career journalist, I, I'm staggered by the, the term fake news and the way that's become such a big part of our, our lives. And, you know, working in Australia as, in a newspaper at City Morning Herald and going to BBC, CNN, we were always so meticulous about trying to get all the facts right. And if any fact was wrong, we'd be so upset. But with the onset of social media, there are all sorts of people who are becoming bloggers or journalists or, I mean, wannabe journalists. Uh, and, the, and there's a very fine line, isn't there, between people who are trained journalists and reporters and people who become bloggers and are kind of got 
different hidden agendas, right? Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's largely thanks to the proliferation of the, the ubiquitousness of the uh, the internet that has created all these sources of information. I'm not going to call them, you know, citizen journalists or mm. online news sources because that's complete misnomer. It's just it's sources of information and misinformation or yep. disinformation in some cases. And the, we have actors, bad actors, state or non-state actors who have realized that this is a, is a huge open playing field that allows them to weaponize, to leverage, to abuse some of these uh, you know, institutions and, and platforms. And we can so, talk about 20, 2016 presidential election in the US where it's been proven that Russia did play a role with um, fake Facebook ads and whatever else, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think that even these purveyors of fake news are getting smarter and smarter by the day, the technologies. I think, you know, bot farms and people who who run these accounts, Mm. uh, you know, in the hundreds of thousands to basically proliferate and spread messages, they figured out how to game the system. They know how to use the social media algorithms to make sure their stuff gets pushed right up to the top. Uh, And I think it's, it's only going to get more sophisticated. We're seeing now people using less of fake facts because those are easy to check Mm. and they're moving more into opinion and commentary. So Mm. they take facts and they start to shape perceptions. They start to shape people's opinions around that. They're saying, look, we're not gonna you're not gonna try to hide the facts, but we're gonna talk about what the facts mean. Blur the uh, lines a bit. Blur the lines and get and, and obviously they are they're very convincing. Mm. The the techniques are getting very sophisticated. And now the worrying thing is of course deep fakes, where AI audiovisual technologies, avatars, you know, are able to create videos impersonating real people, saying things they never said mm-hmm. in their voice, mm-hmm. with their mannerisms. Mm-hmm. We've we've seen this for a few years now but it's getting worse and worse. I think last week we just saw a speaker of the House in the US, Nancy Pelosi, uh, you know, a yes. video coming out sort of faking her, sort of slurring her mm. words and stuff like that. And that was... Completely you know, fake. Completely fake. And that's going to be worrying because that makes it even harder for people to figure out what's true or not. Yeah. Going forward, tell us about how people can reach out to Black Dot and get more information about what you're doing with um, with fake news as we discuss this uh, very important topic for Singapore and the ASEAN region. Well, uh, we, we have a website. It's uh, black.research.sg and we have a, a fact-checking section. So click on the archives. So you can see all the fact-checks we've done. And we have a Facebook page where we share these articles. Uh, it's black.research colon fact-check and you can, you can check that out. Uh, it is, again, as I mentioned, very interesting times because obviously some people disagree with what we're saying and, and there is this issue about, uh, you know, are, are, you, are you allowed to say that something is fake or not? Well, I, I think we are. Mm. I think all of us should be in fact interested in whether something is fake or not. All we do is pull together the facts and pull together, put it together in a methodology which is completely transparent. So anybody can look at our methodology and copy it and do it yourself. It's just that most people don't because they're busy or they're not too interested to do that. So we take it upon ourselves to do it and hopefully present it in a way that's interesting and that actually adds value and helps people uh, discern what's true or not and make the right decisions in their lives. And going forward, uh, this is a very important issue for Asia and particularly ASEAN where there is it's a developing part of the world and people can really react emotionally to fake news. If something's sent out on Facebook or WhatsApp, it, it can be dangerous. No, it's completely targeted at, uh, at, at stirring up people's emotions because that's the most effective way to get people to do something. If you put out something there that's pretty long, lengthy and considered and, you know, obviously people have to read through it and think about it themselves, that takes too long. Mm. These guys, the purveyors of fake news, uh, the bad actors in that sense, have got it 
down pat. You know, they put out images, videos, they use words that trigger emotions and they tap into people's, you know, potentially biased uh, views or preconceptions and stereotypes and basically try to stir things up in that way. So they're, they're very smart, but we have to be smarter. I think as, as people, as consumers of information, we have to be smarter. Uh, and I think that hopefully more and more people come out and try to put up these, these filters, these fact checks that help people not to shape their views, but to understand things better, to have all that information. And, and people just have got to get used to reading more, you know, being, I think, I know everybody's busy and stuff like that, but I find technology these days training people to have attention span of goldfish, right? You know, <laughs> two seconds and it's out of their heads yeah. already. It's, it's too easy for people to exploit that. So we need to, to train ourselves to be a little bit more considered. Fascinating area, the protection from online falsehoods and manipulation bill trying to stop fake news influencing and shaping Singapore. Thank you very much, Nicholas Fung, the Managing Director at Black Dot Media PT Limited. Good to talk to you, Jason. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.